Hello and welcome to the 32nd episode of the BTF podcast. That is the Back to Football podcast, the number one podcast for people who probably should talk about something other than football. Today, I'm joined by Greg. Hello. I'm joined by Levi. Hello, Dan. And I'm joined by a newbie for our YouTube channel, Tom. Good evening. How's it going? Um, I'm all good. I'm very well. Tom, you are a Liverpool fan. Indeed. Yep. So you must be Born having Bretons. the time of your life at the moment. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, just waiting to wake up, really. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, it's, uh, it's been a great season so far, and I think uh, well-deserved um, imminent Premier League title. Wouldn't you agree, Greg? Damn, what are we talking about on the show today? <laughs> <laughs> so let's, let's quickly mention your, uh, your Spurs shirt that you're wearing today. Is that, that new? That new number? It is, yeah. I got it yesterday. It came uh, uh, delivered yesterday. I think it's How our... unfortunate. Our absolute <laughs> sauciest kit. I mean, do you not agree? Is it not, is it not the best kit? Third. This is the third kit. This could be a home kit. I, do, I, I mean, I like it. It reminds me of um, Ryan Sessegnon. I think when he first signed yeah. for Spurs, it was pretty much just uh, like, I think they released that shirt just after. And so the first promo shot of that shirt was uh, Sess. I see He's you so smug. He's so smug. L- uh, behind me up wear... as I walked in. Is that turquoise? Is that a traditional... Tottenham Hotspur colour. I don't really think so. I think it's just. It, a, is, it is now. It is now. Exactly. Yeah, I love yeah, it. it is now, it's my yeah. favourite kit. I think that we've had in a while. It's fine. You're probably gonna get relegated anyway at some point. Well, okay, I, Levi. Yeah. <laughs> okay, we mate. will uh, be talking about Spurs and their um, their injury issues uh, later on in the show. That will be in our Spotify and iTunes uh, exclusive. Uh, segment, but also on the show today, we are going to be doing a Mount Rushmore of Call of Duty maps. Um, we'll be very briefly uh, touching on on Love Island, obviously the events of this week, the, the tragic events of this week, um, and therefore we're, we're not going to be covering Love Island uh, quite as extensively as, as we traditionally have on this show, um, just out of, you know, it doesn't feel right to, uh, to yeah. be laughing and joking about it and this week so um, we will touch on that very briefly um, we also have some questions from our absent uh, podcast host John who is off cuddling Mickey and Minnie in uh, in Paris <laughs> oh as he as he phrased it last yeah. week that's that's not our words that's direct his quote. direct quotes yes. uh, he sent some uh, some questions in for us and actually before we get into uh, our call of duty uh, Mount Rushmore uh, I have a jingle uh, that has been sent in for the show um, by my nephew. Here we go. You're listening to the BTF podcast. <laughs> Not Love bad, that. Eh? I do like that. Enthusiasm uh, unrivaled, <laughs> uh, unsentimental, but affecting. Uh, he really is uh, a future star. And yeah, maybe one day he can, uh, he can join us here uh, on the channel um and yeah present he's a big fulham fan actually he Is sang he? he'll love me talking about this as well and i need to get the audio at some point to play on the show but um he sang a song that was so factually uh accurate about fulham and their transfer policy really and the fact that we'd sold um Sessignon to spurs uh that kamara had gone on loan in turkey uh it was it was hilarious um song that he made he was mean? just he was just getting just getting it. dressed, yeah, freestyling it, wow. um, and yeah, and my sister sent it to me, but yeah, you maybe can get onto our long list of um, <laughs> songwriters. <on> yeah. the show. <laughs> that, that can be so. It's one thousand uh, one thousand subscribers, yep. and, and Levi will drop his. Uh, I'll drop my um, track. Yeah, I will do. Yeah, and then two thousand was John, and then maybe uh, three thousand can be my nephew uh, dropping his. Um, 
Fulham transfer policy diss track. Perfect. Uh, <laughs> which will be quite good. It's a bit like the Anfield rap. Uh, but yeah. what's, what's, uh, before we get into that, opinions on the Anfield rap as a song? You know it lyric oh, by yeah. lyric? Oh, absolutely. Sorry, not the Anfield. There's an Anfield rap podcast. Is that right? Yeah, sorry. Yeah. That's what I thought you were talking about. No, the Anfield uh, yeah, rap no, song. No, the Anfield rap, yeah, it's a bit of a classic. John Barnes's other rap. I do not know that. Do you not know it? That's probably before my era. Do you know it what? Was, we, it was even probably before <laughs> my era. Look, it was, it was uh, like early an, 80s. A, you know when teams used to do cup final songs? Yeah. yeah it was yeah. like a cup final song uh, from like the 88 team. Sorry, I, I'm, I'm not that much of a throwback. <laughs> is, is, is there an opportunity here, now given the events of this week on our, on our YouTube channel, to do a reaction video to the Anfield rap? Oh, blimey. I think there is what an opportunity. What do you guys think? <laughs> I think there's an opportunity. Um... Quickly then to touch on that reaction videos before we go into this. Sorry if you are like watching this specifically just for the Call of Duty Mount Rushmore, but the Billie Eilish James Bond uh, reaction video that we did, which the link is in the uh, description uh, of this video, uh, which you can go and watch. But um, yeah, we, we did a review, didn't we? And it didn't go down too well. I think it went great. <laughs> I think we're all the people's champions of YouTube yeah. and yeah. Uh, we needed this. Some, yeah. of, some of the... I think some people would disagree with that. Um, <laughs> uh, almost outlook. Um, I'm sticking to my guns. Um, in reality, yeah, Billy Eilish might be to some people's taste, but for me, hearing the... Obviously, comparing it... I'm comparing it to Skyfall, which is my mm. favourite. And I just think comparing it to Skyfall, for me, it's just... They just don't live up to... They're not on the same level. They're on different levels. All right, all right, calm down. We, Tom, want, <laughs> we, want, like, not, we want likes on this one. Um, Tom, yeah, no, Tom, are you willing to wade into the uh, <laughs> the swamp here with us? It's just no Paul McCartney, is it? So. Is it? Yeah. He, got the, he and, gets yeah, it. Live and let die. He I gets mean. it. Um, I'll give you, I'll, I'll give one, well, actually, this re, this is an anonymous user. This was one of the comments. Um, it helps if you actually listen to the song rather than talk the entire way through it. It's awful. How would you know your mouth didn't stop moving the entire time? Dude in the white long sleeve, especially. <laughs> Here he is over there. He's got blue shirt on today. Uh, this was annoying <laughs> as hell. Um, that's that's probably like that was one of the nice comments I think that we received. Yeah, um, my family have said worse than that too. You got nothing yeah. on me. Yeah, so um, <laughs> might be back back to the drawing board a little bit um, with that. But yeah, maybe the Anfield wrap uh, will do. Yeah. Let's go for our um, <laughs> Call of Duty uh, multiplayer map, Mount Rushmore. So um, the format of this is we all get four picks. It's as though, you know, what would be our four picks up on, on Mount Rushmore if they were Call of Duty maps and not US presidents. Um, I'm kind of happy to go right to left and then we snake back. Yeah, happy So with that. on the YouTube video, that will be bottom right, bottom left, top right, top left, and then back until we've all got four picks. Perfect, okay. Cool, so Greg will open up okay. proceedings. My favorite is Block from Modern Warfare. Two, one? One. 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 Um, I think it's a really nice map. It's got a lot of interior going on. It's a little bit like Chernobyl. Um, okay. I just think it's quite a, 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 it's one of those maps where it's so huge you can get lost and have real good fun. Me and my girlfriend have done a lot of like PVP on there. What does that uh, mean? Nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Out of context, Greg. Hang yeah. on. Hang on. Um, no, yeah, I just really like that map, to be fair. Lovely stuff. All right. You still didn't clarify what PvP was. Play, player versus player, isn't it? Yeah. 1v1. <laughs> yeah, I, th like I thought it was a type of uh, uh, plastic. Levi was... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I'd probably say Quarry, Modern Warfare 2. Classic. It? Yeah. It's a good one. Um, 
if you're like me, I wasn't the best at COD, um, but I quite liked camping. So um, I'd usually set up camp on one of the little cement cement blocks and um, I'd either shoot from there or snipe from there. So that's my pick of the bunch. Okay, my first pick would be uh, Afghan, which mm. is from Modern Ooh. Warfare 2. It's like the desert one. It had a big cargo plane down in the middle and then had a few caves and a little uh, sort of pillbox hide little hole. bunker yeah exactly Again, a bunker. brilliant for camping <laughs> <laughs> what was your yeah what was the area of that map that was kind of your preferred because it kind of had it had that area around on the cliff on the mountainside on like the other the side of the cave and then the 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 plane wreck was on the other side of it i liked ones that were a bit of a loop yeah so you just so you could you run around the map yeah, yeah. yeah i like that as well and um, that was a good one for that yeah, uh, I'm going, my top map uh, is again is a Modern Warfare 2, so um, I think a lot of these are probably going to be Modern Warfare 2 just because of our ages and the fact that that game was epic. Mm. Um, but my first one is going to be Skid Row. Um, that was the mm. one, do you know the one? It had like the, the playground kind of in the middle. It was like a housing yes. block. Yeah. Um, I just I loved that map. If you had... Um, and you could go up into, the, into some of the houses, go up into the second floor and look out onto yeah. the, the middle square bit. That's it, yeah. exactly. And again, it kind of had that that, Quite loop, similar to that block. loop element, yeah, similar to block. Um, that's going to be my first pick, and then I get another pick um, because I've gone last, and I think I'm going to have to take um, again a bit of a, a basic boy um, <laughs> pick here, but I'm going to take Rust, uh, which is obviously uh, released classic. this week uh, on Topical. season two of Modern Warfare, um, and it is just a great great map there are so many lines of sight on there it's kind of a compact map levi i'll let you interject in a second but it's a compact map oh. that also has kind of room for intelligent play in there um what i think I want, it's a perfect size what i want to say is if you didn't quick scope with your friends in that in that on that map then your childhood was, was, lost. <laughs> was yeah. lost i just remember just like always split screening with my friends uh quick scoping and then throwing knives um on the last kill uh, it's just it's one of those things that has to be done Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Um, so, yeah, those are, those are my two picks and then snake back. So I'm going to stick with Modern Warfare 2 with Terminal. So the airport one. Classic. Um, just had a lot of variety, different uh, heights, you know, different... different uh, you had the narrow areas, you had the wider areas, you could go outside, you could go... F uh, there was always someone... You always, if you were running low on kills, you could always get someone in the plane they would 100% always yeah, be someone a little camper <laughs> <laughs> like hiding so up like, you know where the ladder went down at the back of the yeah, plane yeah. there'd be someone on the other there. ledge you across there grenade up there or yeah. uh, if you were like running low on kills that game so yeah uh, yeah that map I thought that map was brilliant for um capture the flag um just one one of those things where you could you just knew the hotspots again obviously yeah. um and a little bit by the the baggage claim as well where you'd always have the capture the flag um there i just always remember throughout my whole childhood just like playing capture the flag on that map and it was one of my favorites as well i guess this, this might be an important point then maybe to make it now before we go any further is the preferred game modes that we're actually playing because i think that kind of i play a lot of <laughs> no context BTF I play a lot of domination uh, <laughs> <laughs> on uh, <laughs> Call of Duty multiplayer um, and also I guess on the newer games Kill Confirmed <laughs> you like that one Greg you like that one I like that one um, yeah <laughs> yeah so I play a lot of Kill Confirmed and domination on, on the newer games team deathmatch every now and then but I, I do find that ends too quick 
these days. So, and hard, like newer ones, Hardpoint and Headquarters. But yeah, what game mode are you playing on online, Tom? Well, it's on the on the more recent ones. You can like, <laughs> it's really good. You can like filter them out. Easily, I can't get over his um, domination. Uh, if you didn't say no context, then I wouldn't have picked up on it. But uh, yeah, he's the director into the camera. Yeah, that would be a good clip. You're right, Tom. You're picking yourself up in the, in the <laughs> headphone. Can you hear me? Da-da. Maybe not. I have to hold it. But Greg, how about you? Which game mode are you playing? Campaign, baby. Uh, I <laughs> Campaign. Didn't really, yeah. You're playing online. Okay. Didn't, didn't really um, play COD as a child or uh, throughout my teenage years. I was more of a FIFA lad. Um, but yeah, I, I, I care more about the campaign and playing the, the story, guys. It's all about the story. Best story COD then at this point? If World of War. Relevant. World of War. Okay. Easy. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. So where do, where do we get to then in the... Probably um, next, I'm going to say my next. favorite yep. uh, type of... Um, Domination. No. Oh, uh, game mode. <laughs> no. Uh, probably Team Deathmatch. I just think it's just uh, the staple almost uh, f- for the game. Um, you can't go wrong with Team Deathmatch. Um, and I just spent hours and hours playing Team Deathmatches. Um, and am I the next one in the... I believe so. Yeah, go for it. And probably too much of my time on it was uh, spent playing Fire and Range, which I'm going to go for and just get that out there as well. Probably one of the best maps as well. Um, being able to lie down in one of the almost portal cabin-like um, things in the middle and being able to lie flat, camp, um, and basically uh, get my kills uh, via that way. Or going into the back... <laughs> There's a back, the back bit of the map uh, just by, I think it's like uh, almost uh, an army truck. Yeah, where the there's sandbags the and stuff yeah, yeah. all out there, yeah. And then there's a little, the little tunnel bit, and the little tunnel has a little gap um, in between um, the floor, the floor and the container. Yeah. And you can crawl under there. And honestly, I just, as you can tell, I wasn't the best... Um, bit uh, of a camper. Best <laughs> pod player, so I just uh, keep myself to myself and try and get the, the snaky, sneaky kills as nice. well. Nice. So that was my go-to. Cool. Uh, again, Modern Warfare, I like Pipeline. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's got the three different layers. There's a whole underground bit of above ground and then uh, like a first floor. Uh, just think it, and, and it's sort of like a grey, miserable sort of one of those maps that you get a real sort of sense of the atmosphere. That's why I quite like that one. So, Greg, you have another pick. Well, as it's I have another bird. pick. Yeah. Oh, crikey. Um, the, uh, oh, escapes me now. Um, the skis at uh, Summit. Summit nice. on Black Ops because I think that is the first map that I played on around one of my mates. Going from memory, that is my first um, Black Ops one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's my first memory of playing a Call of Duty game. So it's always got that stuck with me. I just looked up Pipeline. I it escaped my memory, but yeah, that was a classic map. Sick one back in the day on the old Xbox, the original Xbox. Is this my, is this my fourth pick now? Or is it my third one? So this will be your third pick. Third pick. My third pick's got to be um, High Rise. Uh, just having that again on uh, Capture the Flag, uh, having the obviously the iconic helicopter almost in the middle, mm. um, and there was just loads of vantage points that you can pick up as well. But also, as you're saying as well, like almost confirmed kill areas where you could easily be able to go in. If you smashed the window of the little offices, if you just headed into the offices and um, hid behind some of the the blinds um, that were there as well. You can just pop up and you'd always have someone jumping through the window. Yeah, there was yeah. some One good, good level, like yeah. heights that you could get on there as well if you could climb up the cranes and stuff. And so good, honestly. If you could climb run. the cranes across the back and the little, um, the little like broken bridge across the back as well, you could jump right away across that. I was one of my <laughs> favourite maps as well. 
<laughs> it was a good map. Um, there were some really epic videos, I think, from that map of people throw it, like jumping off the buildings and then throwing the, uh, the throwing knife oh, yeah. to get like the final kill of the game. It's just absolutely ridiculous what some people were doing on that game by the end of it. Honestly, some of the clips that you watch on uh, Tomahawk kills are yeah, that was, mad yeah. as well. Yeah. Just, just so, so mad. Uh, again, obviously off, off the back crane bit as well. Tomahawk kills off the crane as well. It's just mad clips as well. Nice. Uh, Tom, what's your next pick then? So my next one would have to be Overgrown, which was from Modern Warfare. Yes. Uh, it's like a farm. Um, it had like a dried out river in it, which you could kind of go under and kind of sneak up. Yep. Um, you know, or you'd have someone like spawning in the fields that you that would like pop up behind the wall. Or then yep. there was loads of like farmhouses that people would be like in the top, in the like uh, top windows of like sniping and stuff. Mm. So yeah, it had a bit of everything. There's a few turret guns as well, like, yeah, yeah. isn't there? Yeah. Nice. Um, I think then I've got my final two picks uh, coming up and then we will uh, go back obviously to, to Greg um, for you guys' final picks. Uh, I'm going to throw a new one in here. It wasn't actually on my list when I put my list together, but you just said something that like reminded me of it and that's um, it's hijacked. Um, the, uh. the sort of like the private, um, what would you call it? Like uh, yacht. yacht. Yeah, mm. I remember that one. Yeah, um, and the reason I like that is because it had these sticks and stones mode that you could play, yes. which was absolutely unreal. <laughs> like if if they can bring that back, you'd think possibly they will bring that back because they brought the crossbow, I think, into one of the mo the more recent really? up updates on Modern Warfare. I stopped, I stopped playing COD the minute they started flying around. I just thought just... so they don't do that anymore. They stopped. Yeah, yeah. Newsflash. I need to jump back on it because I honestly, I just hated all that flying around stuff and just I just thought. It just ruined. I thought it ruined the game personally, but that's just that's, yeah, just, I my, mean, that's just my opinion. Yeah, I think I think that was. I mean, those games I think were enjoyed by loads of people, but I personally prefer as well the the more classic card. If you could say that, like the modern cards. warfare's were, yeah, more classic, um, s nearer to to realism, I guess, than mm. than those other ones. But um, yeah, hijacked um, was a great map, and particularly getting to play sticks and stones on there was brilliant. Um, and my final pick then, um, it's between a couple, and if no one else mentions these, then I'll, I'll throw them in as honourable mentions at the end. But I'm going to go with estate. Um, shock horror it's modern warfare 2 once again <laughs> um, but this was probably the game that I racked up like 10 you know 10 days of, of of playing time on and I don't think I've come anywhere close with any COD game since mm. um, and yeah I really like to state that was the one with the house on the hill uh, that was like right up on the top of the hill and then yes. um, uh, yeah. so from the famous single player mission right that which I probably never Spoiler played alert, the one that you die at the end the uh, ghost there we go. I can't believe you just With ruined ghosts. it for me. Wow. It's, uh, <laughs> it's been fun having you it's a twenty year old uh, <laughs> yeah. It's a 20-year-old game at this point. So. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, yeah, I love that map. And you used to be able to go kind of in the house and hide behind doors or if you wanted to be just like uh, getting those commando kills out yeah. there. It was a great map for that as well. So those are that's, that's my Mount Rushmore completed. And then we'll go back to Tom. I've got a choice of two. I'm going to go for uh, Crossfire from Modern Warfare. Uh, that was the one that was like, a street that went downhill. Uh, it kind of went into an S-bend and you, you had the street downhill and then you had all the little houses alongside so you could like sneak along the outside. Mm. It's from, it's, yeah, it's from the original Modern Warfare. Okay. You had um, the bus just in the middle of the street and you always had like snipers uh, on yeah. each end. That was a great map. So you could, you could there were so many different ways you could play it because you always had snipers on each end of the map but then you had like, if you wanted to kind of sneak up on them, you had like the little rows of houses around the side like going down the hill. 
So yeah, I had a lot of different ways. So to, play. to add to add to that, um, which is also a point about firing ranges, both of those maps are in the mobile Call of Duty that they released this uh, year, yeah. which was like the free game mm. that was actually kind of enjoyable. People but liked I, it. Yeah. yeah, but I think it was because there was a lot of people on there that couldn't play it at all, and that the the controls are kind of fiddly. But yeah, yeah, um, yeah that map was uh, one of the maps that was included on that, as was firing range. Um, so you'd think that even just to get onto that mobile game, you'd have to be considered as somewhat of a classic map, um, which I feel like one of the other maps on there may get mentioned in the last two, but I don't know. Actually, probably not. I'm, str <laughs> I'm struggling at the minute. I can't, I can't pick between um, Favela Oh, oh, great one. Nice. Or Jungle on Black Ops 1. But I think just in the interest of being just slightly different, I'm going to go for Jungle on Black Ops 1. Um, I think you just, honestly, the most like diverse, almost like player map, I think one of the most diverse in there. Um, and if I'm not mistaken, it had loads of like little like huts in between as well when you uh, cut through the middle of the jungle. Um, so I'm going to go for them, one of them as well. Brilliant for camping again. Um, got to throw that in there. <laughs> Brilliant map for camping. Showing absolutely no shame um, to your approach. Yeah. Absolutely not. Um, my approach was. He's got uh, that Boy Scouts badge. <laughs> um, Camp leader. But yeah, no, spent way too much time. Um, and I'd often actually on Black Ops, I, I started tailing off a little bit in Black Ops. I'd, um, but I'd always leave and try and join back to maps that just had jungle on it, actually. So nice. Um, that's my pick. Uh, my final pick, this is? Yeah, this is your um, final pick. It was the one, you're going to have to remind me of the uh, transit, the one with the okay. bus that goes in between. Yeah. Um, because I remember playing with my mates. We had a, we had sleepovers all the time, and they would always intentionally leave me off the bus. So I'd have to run across, <laughs> and they had like, oh, it's like a was, moving bus. Yeah, so the bus moves. Uh, and there's like head crab things that jump onto you. Must have been zombies. Zombies? Are we? You must have been we... playing zombie. You must have been playing uh, zombies. We're we counting, we counting zombie the, maps, are we? Because zombies, there is um, there is one where you, if you you the bus does move and you do get left left yeah. behind. Yeah, tran yeah, transit with a Z. So for the for the purposes of this, we'll allow it because you've played the least Call of Duty out of Right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so <laughs> the fact that you've remembered that name at all is actually a bit of a miracle. Uh, and I'm yeah. sure anyone watching at home will will forgive Greg. I hope um, so. And not be jumping on those comments right now, which we know you will be. Um, so yeah, transit. Okay, yeah. Yeah, that's pretty good. Um, honorable mentions. Then obviously, no one mentioned the the. <laughs> the Not probably most the, famous so, yeah Nuketown, uh, Nuketown. Right? I've said it um, <laughs> I love that map I, it didn't make my Mount Rushmore but I do love that map it was very fun have you ever played kind of like just with your friends like four player or whatever it was a good map for that I used to love going into the house um, I'd put a clay I put a claymore um, on one of the doors because um, then you'd always know when someone's coming um, <laughs> <laughs> blow them up and you'd be able to hide by um, one of the beds as well and the minute they come in that room literally be able to take take them out right there and then. Yeah. Got a text. Got a text. <laughs> Message. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, another honourable mention, obviously, you said Favela already. Um, for me, Shipment, um, particularly yeah. on World War II, um, Shipment was great. Um, just going around with the, the pump action uh, shotgun. You're um, loving it today, aren't you? Domination, pump action. <laughs> <laughs> hey, them in. you know, it's Tuesday. Um, <laughs> oh, no, it's, it's Wednesday, actually. This is uh, Wednesday. Um, Wednesday, my dudes. Yeah, <laughs> Wednesday, my Wednesday, dudes. My dudes. Um, any other honourable mentions from you guys? I'm all right, I think. I've got... Um, Ambush. Scrapyard. Mm, yeah, I bloody scrapyard. love Scrapyard. Um, that, was, <laughs> <laughs> that was one of the best. Um, vacant. Um, Quarry, that's already been mentioned. Um, but yeah, th those are my honorables. Um, uh, countdown. 
which was countdown like oh yeah that was great yeah and you usually just round the outside yeah you could like risk going through the middle and try and sneak up on someone like around the outside but like then everyone could see you so you're usually usually just got killed while you're in the middle of there yeah was that the map that you could actually press a button on it like there was one map where it was kind of interactive where you could actually set the missile to uh, that launch? was on Black Ops. That was la- that was called launch, I think. It's I called launch. Yeah, launch, and then the whole yeah. floor would start shaking. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. That was a good map. All right, good memories, good memories, boys. Nice. Um, <laughs> so that does complete our Mount Rushmore of Call of Duty multiplayer maps. Uh, and please be kind in the comments and let us know uh, what you think and and what we maybe missed out. I'm sure there's so many Call of Duties and there's so many different maps um, that there will be tens um that we've we've missed off um our list but remember that they are personal to us and uh just leave us alone basically <laughs> <laughs> a lot of damage control there yeah, yeah. um so to continue uh with the show um we said that we would um have some questions from john on the show uh this week who is off in paris um, and as we are the back to football show, we do like to go back to football on each show. Um, as that's typically what happens, isn't it? When we're, uh, we're out and about, um, quick story actually about how the, the name back to football came about. Mm. Uh, cause I, I hear you all asking, um, <laughs> while I just find, uh, these, these questions from John, uh, is I said to, um, Lisa, uh, I said, you know, what would you say if we're at a, a party or a wedding or whatever mm. and the converse you know we talk about something and then you know i i crack a football question out there um to everyone in the room and she said mm, oh and it's back to football so oh, that's where that. it came from um which i think is quite nice nice and organic Very, yeah we'll get natural. Um, and yeah there we go so here is question uh number one uh from john miller Good afternoon lads Fresh from uh, Disneyland Paris. No cuddle with Minnie or Mickey yet, but uh, <laughs> still having a good time anyway. The, uh, the trip is young, so there's still time. Anyway, uh, a quick question for you guys to discuss. So with Man City, with Man City's uh, UEFA Champions League ban, can Sheffield United qualify for the Champions League? And better yet, can they compete? So Levi. Oh, there we go. Talked over him at the end. Uh, Levi? Sheffield United, can they qualify for the Champions League and can they com- compete? You know what? I'm going to say yes, just because I think the incentive is almost there now for them. Whereas before they were just performing at a crazy level, um, way punching way, way above their heights, essentially. Um, I feel like now they've got an incentive where they potentially can get into the Champions League. And I think that would be a massive, massive achievement for the club. Um, and obviously seeing the likes of Leicester winning the Premier League in, in seasons gone past. I don't see why they can't um, achieve a similar um, milestone almost for the club, which it will be. Awesome. Tom? Yeah, I mean, you know, we've seen what happens in the past when we write off like smaller clubs, if you like, when they're, you know, flying high in the league. We're, you know, getting towards the end of February now and it's, you know, they've, pr- they've proven that they can cut it with the big boys. Uh, they've strengthened in January as well. Um, and now they only have to get fifth, uh, potentially, you know, obviously see what happens with the... Uh, the Man City situation, but um, yeah, you certainly can't rule it out. And they've, you know, they've come up through the leagues. They've done what a few other teams have done in the past with uh, a bit of continuity in the squads, um, and then just you know sl- added a little bit of of extra in, in January, especially with Sander Um Yeah, I mean, 
Yeah. You certainly wouldn't be surprised if they didn't, but mm. yeah. I think so as well. I mean, you could have Leicester and Sheffield in the Champions League for us next year. Greg, final point on this, yeah. this one? Um, first of all, I think it's incredible that they've been banned for the next two seasons. It's going to be a real trouble for Pep going it. forward. <laughs> yeah, I do think it's going to be tough. But um, just looking at the table now, there is only four points between fifth and ninth. So I think that it's anyone's game, really. You see Tottenham, they're having a bit more momentum. United just beat Chelsea yesterday, a couple of days ago for the pod. Um, I think that Sheffield, to answer the, the second part of that question, I think it's going to be really, it'll be a test for Sheffield next season playing more games than the teams around them at the moment. That is going to be the troubling part. So this season, they've only got the Premier League to worry about, whereas all the teams around them have got Europe, have got mm. you know, cup ties. It will be the test. And I don't think that they'll be able to carry on next season and compete. So, yeah, I, I think... They've got every chance um, in the Champions League. Uh, I don't think they're, they're obviously not going to win it. Mm. Um, famous last words. But yeah, yeah. I think, you know, I'd love to see them in there. I think they've had a really good season. So, I mean, who are we to say they're not going to be able to compete? I think they've way exceeded expectations uh, this season. Um, Chris Wilder's been able to do an amazing job with them where the likes of even, even Liverpool, when they went there the first time, we struggled to beat them. Um, and it took a mistake from uh, Henderson... Dean Henderson, uh, their keeper, um, to get us the win on that day. So <laughs> we're meant to be the best team in the world, best team in the league at the minute. And if they're struggling to be us, then what's to say they can't compete? Uh, obviously, you have more attraction to pull to the club, um, more players you can bring in. I, I doubt it'll be, if he makes Champions League football, I doubt Ollie McBurney will be leading the line in their attack. But um, that being said, well, I'll I give, give them a chance. Why not? They can get to the round of 16. Um, and then if they do that, then again, they're exceeding expectations. So they've got nothing to lose. Yeah, I'm happy with that. Um, let's then, you mentioned briefly there, uh, Liverpool. We've got the two Reds in the room um, that are kind of uh, singled out by their <laughs> microphones there. Um, the two Liverpool fans in the room. We should talk about Liverpool season so far. Um, I guess my opening question is, is this the best Liverpool team Ever, I'm going to say yes. I've got, I've got to say yes because at this stage, what are we 20, 26 games uh, into the season? Uh, we're still unbeaten. We've dropped two points, two points this season, and I think um, Klopp's done an amazing job. He's been able to do exactly what he said he'd come in and do. He said he'd um, set us uh, up to make Anfield a fortress again. Um, and I think we've dropped very little points at Anfield. We've become a team that people come uh, to Anfield, uh, come and play up against us, and they fear us. Uh, and I think just being able to have the, that almost that fear element when teams are coming to play us again is just a brilliant, brilliant thing. Um, and to be even mentioned in the same almost esteem uh, as the Arsenal Invincibles, I think at this stage, I've said it before and I'll say it again, we're, we're a lot better than the Arsenal Invincibles, even if they did have Thierry Henry, I don't want to hear it. We were a lot better than the Arsenal Invincibles. He's brought this up because John can't refute anything. <laughs> That's it, yeah. You silenced the man. You're a Spurs fan. Uh, you're a Fulham fan. So, I'll, you know, I'm going to go for it this show. Safe, safe space. <laughs> safe space to share. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Tom, to add, anything to add to that on the, the best Liverpool team ever point? I mean, uh, the, the, the the seasons that we have had in the past, the teams that we've had, the players that we've had, you know, the fact that it's even a discussion already... When, you know, we have only won one major trophy so far in this era, if you like. You know, we've been to two Champions League finals in a row. 
Um, I still think we need to obviously, you know, confirm the league and then go on and, you know, in the next few seasons, not drop off um, to be considered alongside the 70s and 80s just because they had the longevity. They were winning like several leagues, you know, in each decade, if you like. Um, but in terms of the record that we've got, you know, it will go down in history as one of the greatest se seasons that any any team has ever had. Um, and you know, I, sp I speak to my dad who's seen it all, you know, he's been to three European Cup finals, he's seen all those glory years and he still counts Rob Bobby Firmino as, you know, in his top three Liverpool players of all wow. time. So that's that says something to me of, on its own almost. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's a great time. It's a great time to be alive. <laughs> what a time to be alive. Um, yeah, I mean, Firmino, um, I saw sort of comparisons to him. Again, John's not here to defend it, but uh, better than Bergkamp. Um, a lot of people saying that this week. And better than Cantona. Um, obviously, I mean, I watched a little, little bit of Dennis Bergkamp's career sort of towards the end. I remember some of his special goals and, and moments. Um, less so with Cantona. My like early memories of Cantona was his... And you know the end of him being at at Man United. Actually, funnily enough, my dad was the guy that he kung fu kicked. No, um, <laughs> but my dad was in the stand, um, kind of like up behind that, like so it was like right in front of him there at Palace. Crazy. Um, wow. In the main stand uh, where Cantona, yeah, like kind of lost his lost his head as such. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, th I think Firmino is a great player. That's the thing. You look through that whole Liverpool team; it is made up of great players who are also great leaders and captains at, at international level and yeah. you know there's no wonder that they are so great this year and then they're led by maybe the at least the best manager that we've seen come into the Premier League in the last 10 years I think he's better than Pep what what I'd probably say what I'd add on that argument is um Firmino when we look at him as a player he can finish uh he pops up in loads of areas in the box so he's almost got that almost that in-the-box predator almost finishing um, as well. But he's got almost an all-round type player where he can drop back, uh, track back, make them tackles as well for the team. He works hard for the team. So in terms of looking at him as an all-round player, why not? He's better than Bergkamp. Why not? Hmm. But in terms of maybe the more intricate elements, um, the finishing in the box, the creativity, maybe that's up for debate. But if we're talking about an all-round player... Let's 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 make bold statements. This Liverpool team are doing. <laughs> this Liverpool team are doing. I would say we're going to finish with a better record than the Arsenal Invincibles. Yes, I'm going to put yeah. that. I'm going to put. I'm going to put. Haven't you already? Are, are you on? You like two two points? <laughs> yeah, I, I think, think they had they, they had they had so many draws in their record. Twenty six wins, I think they had, um, and like thirteen draws. It, yeah, bit, so oh no, sorry, twelve draws. They're in double. Lot. They're in double figures for draws. So, I think I can quite com confidently say we'll have a better record than them. We've got. We'll have a better points tally than them. We've done that last season. Um, and whether we can replicate it or not, people said we couldn't replicate it last season. People said, oh, Salah's a, a one-season wonder. Everyone's always got something negative to say about Liverpool. Mm. But look, I'm, think, interested um, I'm interested to hear what everyone else has got to think. Like, I think when we, you're looking at these comparisons, the, um, the nostalgia comes into play massively. And I think, unless you're talking about Messi or Ronaldo, there's very few players who, like, when they're actually playing, get spoken about in those terms. Um, and we saw recently with uh, Carragher and Roy Keane they were having their debate about like Man United 99 versus Liverpool, mm. uh, current Liverpool. And Roy Keane just wasn't having it. And it was almost just based on like the names. He was like, oh, you can't have Mane instead of Giggs. Like, well, why not? Like, it's because like these guys, they finished their career, they've been built up. And, 
yeah, I think obviously Burke and Ponry, like absolutely all-time greats in the Premier League. But I think when when this team's gone, they'll be spoke about in the same sense. That's that's one that's one player out of the whole team. I won't, I won't touch. Thierry Henry, incredible, incredible player. I don't think there's anyone almost that reaches that almost standout level yet. <coughs> but in terms of the whole team, how we work as a unit, um, how the team works hard for each other, then I've got to say I'll just keep, I'm going to keep on saying it. We are we're a lot better than than them collectively as a team, and we'll be a lot better than the Man United '99 team. You think Yapstam can contest with Virgil Van Dijk? That's a joke. That's a joke if you're still making that comparison. Yapstam walked, so uh, Virgil Van Dijk <laughs> could run. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I think that it speaks a lot because um, Klopp came in in 2015, didn't he? Yeah. And I think that it speaks a lot when you look back and he he's talking about I'm going to change the philosophy here. I'm going to change the dynamic. We are going to be the the ones to beat. We're going to win. And everyone sort of laughed at him, really, with that current Liverpool team. We're not laughing now, are we, really? I mean, it says a lot that he's stuck with that. And over five years, he's changed that. I don't know if you agree. Or, I'm not going to lie, yeah. I'm loving this. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm loving I know. It. I'm hating I'm actually, saying all I'm, this. I'm in a room with people who've actually got something positive to say about Liverpool. Yeah. That's one thing my pet hate. Everyone will, like, put up other clubs, I think, when they're doing well and say, oh, my God, this Man City team are unstoppable. They're incredible, but... When it comes to Liverpool, we've almost got this hated club almost image where the mi- the first opportunity people get to tear Liverpool down, they'll take it. They'll mm. take it and be like, oh, no, nah, Salah's going to be a one-season wonder. Prove them wrong. But they're still not happy. Oh, Mane's, Mane's not one of the best wingers in the world. He's showing it at the minute. Yeah, He literally come back from injury, come straight into that game against Norwich, and he got a man of the match award straight up in in 30 minutes. Players that do that are world-class players um, should be mentioned in the same esteem as uh, the best players in the world. I think that it speaks a lot in football, especially if you're the team that everyone's hating, you're doing a good job. You're doing what you should be. And I think you you kind of hit the the nail on the head there uh, saying that they've proved it to people. And I think that is the thing. So even if you traditionally are not a fan of Liverpool and traditionally dislike Liverpool, it is undeniable now this year that you know what they're doing week in week out we haven't really ever seen anyone have a premier league season like this and i think it's when you you kind of prove that you know it's not just so i think people's issue maybe before was that liverpool fans maybe um spoke (laughs) about this team like it was the best team ever and it was still having probably a similar season to maybe what city have had like so last year um, where City this year have been sort of on and off and they lose a game here and they lose a game there, it's very easy for then, you know, non-Liverpool fans to say, yeah, they're not they're not the best and why are you going on about them like they're the best? This year, they have hands down proved to everyone that yeah. you can't say shit about them. Like, it's like Floyd Mayweather, like going, whatever, 49-0, and 50-0. You can't say, like, if someone doesn't lose, what can you say against them? They dropped, what, they dropped two points against Man United at Old Trafford or at Anfield? At Old Trafford. And that's their biggest, you know, that's probably the biggest derby in English football. Mm. And they still got a point out of that game anyway. You can't, you can't, you can't say anything bad about this Liverpool team. I mean, I guess Napoli, Napoli's kind of there, the only team that's taken any points from them um, this season or at least beaten them. Um, and that was the same last year. So there's some weird kind of uh, <laughs> relationship there that you've got going on with, with Napoli. Napoli. Um, who themselves actually are having a pretty awful season. Let's hope it's a good sign. Let's hope we can win the Champions League again. Why yeah. not? 
Would you... I mean, we are at the yeah. moment on to beat Arsenal's best season, United's best season, City's best season, and we've only conceded 15 goals. So if we didn't concede any more goals for the rest of the league, we'd also have equaled Chelsea's best season. Oh, <laughs> wow. I hate this. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, who, who can say? And by the time this goes out, we might have lost to Atletico Madrid. But yeah, true. <laughs> let's, let's hope we haven't jinxed it. But all I'm saying is we won the Champions League in that stadium. So I'll say we'll take we'll take the W tonight anyway. Last night. <laughs> <laughs> Time moves in mysterious ways. Um okay, so let's round off the show then um with John's second point and we'll try not to ramble on too much about this one because it is it, this is a point that we could literally talk all night about. So here's the question. Afternoon lads. Um, hope the BTF podcast goes well today. It is, thank you. Uh, quick question for you to discuss. So, will this season be known as the VAR season? And will modern football be divided into the pre-VAR and post-VAR? All right, so That's there's the question. question. That is a question. Um, Tom, <laughs> a fresh take on this that we've not had on the, the BTF podcast before. Um Pre-VAR and post-VAR, is, is that something that, that's going to be known in modern football? I mean, as bad as it's going this year, people are saying that it's going to be a one-off or that they'll sort of take <laughs> it off the table. I don't personally think that they will now. Um, I think that they've, you know, they've put it on a pedestal too much. Um, but obviously it's got some massive flaws, um, even just in the, the results that it's bringing out, the decisions that it's bringing out aren't perfect. Mm. And I think even if you could say that the decisions were perfect. I still think the impact that it has on like the fan experience, you've seen like fans, you know, muted their celebrations just because they're worried that a goal's gonna get ruled out and that's like half the point of football. You yeah. know, if you if you're in a crowd, that euphoric moment when you score a goal, that is football to me. You know, you're never gonna get that at cricket, you're never gonna get that at rugby, you're not gonna get that at any other sport but football. And for that to go as a result of VAR, no amount of correct, you know, decision correcting is going to be worth that for me. Um, I watch a lot of German football as well. There was a game this weekend where the striker rounded the keeper, put it in the net. All his teammates ran over to him, and he was like, "Calm down, wow. calm down." He didn't want <laughs> to celebrate. He just yeah. wanted to wait for the check, and that was—I've never seen a player do that before. You know, you've seen sort of fans be like but I've never seen a player do that before. And that was like a new low for me because it's just like we're taking, the, we're taking the passion out of the game. And that's like half the reason why any of us all will be involved in football. So, yeah, so, uh, I, I really hope that they can dial it back, try and, you know, take examples from other sports, how they do it and just to improve the fan experience. Um, yeah, I just hope they can improve it. But I do think that it will continue. Otherwise, Liverpool's title this year is going to be having like asterisk <laughs> just because yeah. it's the only season with VAR. You may get a retrospective title anyway for <laughs> yeah. at some point. Um, I'll with, just say with City in the dirt. They probably should stop the the. Well, I, def I, I describe them as a toenail offsides because they're mm. so marginal um, that that is what I think is taken away from the game. Um, the almost marginal offsides that are still, although it's computerized, are still within a margin of error. I think. That is the the aspect of the VAR that really really is doing my head in. Uh, I think an example of it yesterday was really good. Um, Dan's lost something. In, uh, or two nights ago, it was the Harry Maguire. 
Can't what find my drink. <laughs> <laughs> Where is, is it? Um, the, <laughs> it's over there, <laughs> behind okay, the camera. I've got, you, I've got Is you. the um, me. Harry Maguire uh, incident um, where Giroud scored um, yesterday, but he'd actually tucked his feet right the way back. Um, and you guys are distracting me with all this um, water <laughs> passing around. Um, uh, live TV. Because he was coming from the bottom of the video up. With the drink. <laughs> <laughs> Which was very nice. Um, so yeah, so instances like that where there was slightly more room for Giroud to actually be ruled offside. But the marginal ones that have been picked out this season, the, the armpit offsides, the toenail offsides, I just think they've they've got to go um, because they're so difficult to call. And even with VAR, they're still within the margin of error um, that I just don't think they should be a thing. Yeah, and I completely agree. I think in football, we want to see more goals and it's stopping goals. And yeah, yeah, exactly. That's all I've got to say. It on puts it really. all the pressure onto the striker. Like right. if, it, if the striker makes a one millimeter mistake, yeah. the player's dead. If the yeah. defender makes a one millimeter mistake, it just kind of carries on as normal. Exactly. And it's not like the reason why the offside law was brought in in the first place. It was to stop like Goal someone hanging. standing like twenty five yeah. yeah. yards like beyond the line. So it just completely flies in the face of like the the spirit of the rule, if you like. Of course. Um, yeah, so I completely agree. Cool. Um, I think we'll leave it there on, on VAR because, yeah. like I say, it's a never-ending uh, topic. I have, as we have time, there's one really quick question here from John Richardson, a quiz question, um, and fastest finger first on this one, who can give us the answer? Okay, which player holds the record for the most goals scored in consecutive Premier League games? Jamie Vardy. Correct. <laughs> how many well, that was fastest, thing, fastest person that to it yeah that's fine that. that's fine <laughs> I, I went for it sorry two play over there how many how many games did he score consecutive goals in seven nine seven nine nine you're gonna stick with nine you're yeah. gonna nah oh, I, I, how do i do a tie break then i'm um, pretty sure i know it's nine <laughs> all right so you're both nearest um, and as a tiebreaker, oh, we will an, do what was it, it was 11 oh okay um we'll do which player scored in the most consecutive Premier League seasons? And again, fastest first. Frank Lampard. Frankie Lampard. And Levi, I'll give you a chance to what? interject. That's... I'll tell you that Tom's wrong, just in case you decide to go with his oh. answer again. Um, <laughs> oh, I'm struggling with this one. Uh, I'm just going to throw one. Do you, want me, do you want to know how many seasons in a row he scored? Yeah. Because it might give it. Ah, Tom, I've got a clue. Um, 21 seasons in a row. What? He scored it. Premier League. Oh, Premier right. League seasons. Do you know it now? Can no. I answer? Am I in this or is this tiebreaker? It's yeah, tiebreaker. Tie oh, sorry, yeah. right. That's how it works. Yeah, I'll sit with the audience. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Stephen Gerrard, I don't know. No. Giggs, is it? Ryan Giggs is correct. So I think we'll just call this one a draw. Uh, <laughs> <I'll take it. laughs> um, but yeah, so that does round off uh, the BTF podcast for this week. Uh, it's been a slightly longer video version for this week. So do let us know uh, if you watch, uh, if you preferred this uh, to us having the audio exclusive content on Spotify and iTunes. You, of course, may be listening to this on Spotify and iTunes right now, uh, in which case, um, carry on doing so but yeah if you'd like to uh, to look at us and look at our little faces uh on your phone or your tablet or someone was watching us on one of those um you know like the alexa show things oh wow like, yeah really? the home things yeah that's pretty cool isn't it that's insane we're like inside shout out. <laughs> shout out. Yeah. Keep watching um, so yeah 
let us know what what devices uh, you're <laughs> watching us. The most this morning kind of Richard yeah. and Judy uh, fan uh, interaction there. But, Alexa, yeah. subscribe to this podcast. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> nice, clever, getting in uh, in with Alexa there. Um, so yeah, that does conclude our podcast for this week. Um, Tom, thank you very much for joining us at, at late notice. Cheers, um, Greg. Thank cheers for, for being on. Cheers. And Levi, uh, happy birthday much. for this week as Thank well. Thank you very much. Yes. We're loving the, birthday, the fresh mate. trim that you got as yeah, well. Yeah, birthday trim. I cheated on my barber. Oh, dear. What a, what a note to end the show on. Um, we'll have more on that story next week. <laughs> <laughs> so like and subscribe uh, below. And yeah, as always, thanks for listening and thanks for watching. Bye. Cheers. Cheers.